0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Talk shop. I'm here tonight and with me tonight is the loneliness rainy love Sounds like she's been, you know, having to do readings at a rock concert That's okay How are you, <laughs> darling? I'm doing fine, my voice is
0: going a little bit here But we're awesome <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you're always so awesome, bear with one me, one way or another <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you very do much. this up a little bit if you need to
0: yeah, see, well, see this, uh, you know, this is where yeah. – this is
1: why I have in around, so he can make me feel better. <laughs> well, you know, that's what happens when you're trying to do mediumship readings at a rock mm. concert. I tell you, I don't know who you agent yeah. is. Sometimes I want to wring her neck. <laughs> Excuse me,
0: because <laughs> it's not really a cold. It's just a hoarse voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it is hmm So gonna ball a, big world a little bit world
1: of lemon is. juice. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Let's see. The cheese puff went to the United Nations and even the United Nations Laughing at some of his comments of craziness.
0: Um Well actually you know what? They're laughing because they don't know what to do because finally somebody's standing up to them and saying, Hey, I'm not gonna let you guys keep ripping us off which I kinda like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you know, I don't know about that some because some, the comments some of these they countries laughed about
1: – see, I don't know about that because some of these countries that they laughed – that was what they laughed about was he had been the most successful president in the past two in two year, years' term. Please. I've heard more bullshit. That's the most bullshit I've heard in a while. You know what? There have
0: probably been others who have done just as good. I could name a few. But he's doing a really good job economically. We've got to give him kudos for that.
1: No, he's not. This is what people do not understand. The economics that we are experiencing now is three years old. Oh. Stuff started three years ago. It's growing into now. This is the end of Obama, probably until January of next year. Oh, okay.
0: Well, I guess we'll just disagree on that one. How's that? <laughs> Since I was an economics well,
1: teacher. <laughs> well, I understand that, honey, but it's the growth of economics. i a science
0: teacher. <laughs> yeah, I, yes, I know. But
1: years. <laughs> because here's the reality. Now, food, most things in Walmart, most things in our general stores are going up at least 10% to cover his lovely tariffs because the end game, like in any business, is if you have to pay more to either get a good there or make a good, it's, you increase the price. But wouldn't that be active a year
2: and
0: a half from now or a couple of years from now, like you said, going back three years, doesn't have an effect on us three years later?
1: Yes, it does, which means in three years, we're going to be paying around 23% more than what we are now for things.
0: No, I mean, would it, the stuff that's coming up now, wouldn't it be back from three years ago?
1: No, because it's a terror. It's not even economics. It's supply and demand. There's a whole other section of government. It's not the stocks, which is what economics is. It's the price of goods. I know. I used to teach supply and demand.
0: That's part of economics.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so what else is going on in the world?
1: Well, let's see. Bill Cosby got um, three to ten years in prison. I think that yeah. it's a little waxed. Um, I think he should have gotten full 30. And most likely he's going to be going to a nursing home facility prison, you know, not a general population. At least he does have, the one winning effect is he does have to be on the sex registry. For those that yes. don't understand that, yes, he got 30 to 10 years. Translated that is either... 18 months to two and a half years.
0: And I think they weren't really quite sure what to do because he's 81. At the same time, you got to do something.
1: Well, the other option was to put him under house arrest. Okay. I have no problem with putting him under house
0: arrest.
1: (laughs) Exactly. However, if, you, if they had put him under house arrest, I think that he should have to buy a small home, or even better yet, a studio apartment in Pennsylvania, because his residency of California, if he's put under house arrest, California would have to accept it, and I don't think they would. You are correct.
0: You're correct, and in all – well, it's okay – his sentence went down in Pennsylvania. Aren't they going to be putting him in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania prison? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you're right. I think that's what happened with OJ um, when he got out. Um,
1: uh-huh. Nevada
0: had to be. Nevada had to accept him. Right. In order for him to go. Well, down.
1: Nevada's the one that put him in jail.
0: Florida had to accept him because that's where he went. Oh, to. that's right. Because he. That's right, because he wanted to go near his family. You're right. I Correct. Right.
3: You're
1: right. Yeah. You know, and that's the, you know, and see, a lot of people are going, well, well you know, great, you've got a conviction. Where's your justice? He's 89 years old. You know, he's half-blind. No, he's just legally blind, meaning he can't see to drive a vehicle. There's a lot of people that are legally blind. Well, I can't A1. see time
0: driving. I can tell you that one
1: for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. A lot of people have those problems. Yeah. So, you know, they keep going, calm. but he's blind and old. Well, you know, and then I'll pose the question, and I'll throw it at you. We have a right. 92-year-old grandmother picks up her shotgun and goes into a school and starts shooting it up. Mm-hmm. Do we just let – well, she's 92. We can't really do much with her.
0: If he's found guilty, whether it's him or the 92-year-old woman, there has to be Mm -hmm. a penalty. Yes. I totally agree. There has to be a penalty. You know, yes, and you know, it used to be back in the old days, a lot of rich and famous people actually got away with this stuff.
1: Yeah, actually got away, or they could pay for someone to go to prison um, for them. You know, it's kind of like You know, (laughs) oh yeah, well, it's kind of like, you know, cheese puff. There, you know, because of his daddy, was able to dodge the draft. You know, and pay fees instead of going into Korea.
0: Well, Korea was not a required war or a draft war. My dad didn't have to go because he had me.
1: Right. And, yeah, the draft was going on during Korea. It was going on during Vietnam. Both five times his number was pulled. Five times, he avoided it.
0: So we hear.
1: Again, I always do research to make sure. It's it's record. It's on valid record.
0: You know. So what else is going on out there?
1: Eh, Not really much of any other good, interesting news. I mean, I was trying to remember today a a movie I remember seeing, and I swear I can't remember it but and thing? i thought it was just a movie about them being able to implant thoughts into somebody's head of like you know the you know the victim's point of view or whatever and they would basically uh-huh. you know get to relieve relieve that i know i've seen the movie i thought for sure that you know um, the movie I, was you done.
0: know what i'm i think I think you're correct on that. And this is what I find about movies. And I'm sure you found the mm-hmm. same thing over the decades is a lot of things that are normal everyday stuff for us now mm-hmm. back in the day wasn't.
1: Sure.
0: You know, what they thought was Star Wars
1: mm-hmm. is here and now.
0: You know. And sure. uh so I think that um I'm not really sure how that is, if it's just human nature, but it always seems like things come out that come to pass later on. I don't think I'd call it psychic necessarily. Um, I think it has to do with, you know, basic knowledge of technology. And, you know, we just keep improving, improving, improving. I don't know what movie you're talking about, but I do feel that I've seen movies that are, Kind of similar, like that. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I thought it was total recall. It's not total recall. Um, but anyhow, so I'm searching to try to remember this movie to answer the question about well, what do you do with someone that's of a you know older age or anyone? Oh,
0: yeah.
1: and they are now testing. Um. This process, we'll call it, mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. a prisoner could serve a thousand year sentence of 8.5 hours. Okay. Hmm. How do I
0: feel about that?
1: Well, I kind of feel like, hmm. If it's cheaper than keeping them for 70 years, Mm -hmm. go for it. You know,
0: I understand where you're coming from on that, you know, Um, and I think there's some valid points there. My concern Mm -hmm. will always be, say you have somebody who is a sexual predator, like a a child abuser. Okay, how are you guaranteed they're not going to get out there and go do it again? Well, the someone cause, who was a mass murder. Well, how do you guarantee they're not going to do it again? That's where I would be concerned.
1: Well, I wouldn't do it for violent crimes, but you know, the stupid. You know, all you know. So this this twenty-four year old sold these pills. Now he's got twenty years. Giving twenty years worth of memories of the worst jail you could possibly create. Well, back out in the day, I I
0: I I do I do agree that you know some of these people who get long term, not the people who are out there heavily trafficking mm-hmm. drugs. I'm sorry, they mm-hmm. need to go down. But I do think people like, and I don't know if it's happening as much now as it was in previous years and decades, where you know people will be caught with some pot in the car and they're going to jail, prison, you mm-hmm. know. I do agree that they have too long of prison terms because sometimes people huh. are getting long prison terms for that. Then somebody who actually has murdered somebody, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, it so, is. Um, you know, I definitely agree looking at different alternatives would definitely be the way to go. Concerned about those who are in for serious crimes. I don't know if I mm-hmm. want to take the. I don't know if our society would want to take that risk. You well, know. our
1: society's already taking that risk. I mean, let's look at Cosby for an example. Sixty people. Sixty. Uh, yeah. Okay. Was only able to triumph for one because of his power. Let's look at the you know the Hollywood producer, whose careers in, They ain't got to charge him with anything yet, but I'm sure they would. Right okay yeah
0: and the thing that makes me angry about him and i i don't recall anybody saying that they heard ru- rumors about Cosby so i can't say about him but it's been very very open talk about the fact that everybody knew that he this mm-hmm. guy was doing it politicians mm-hmm. knew he was doing it you know mm-hmm. they knew he was doing it and they knew that other people were doing it within that business and mm-hmm. including women by and, and it's been admitted by them they've admitted that they knew it okay it was wide knowledge you know you know mm-hmm. something like that's going on i'm sorry where's your accountability yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if any of these girls were underage, but you know, they were forcibly raped in many cases. Mm-hmm. Granted, he hasn't gone to court. You know, he hasn't necessarily been officially charged for it. You know, yeah. but there's a lot of evidence there that states it, and he's in trouble with not just here in the United States, but he's in trouble in other countries too for the same thing. Right. And that is, know, unfortunately, a lot going what happens with a lot of people in power. People in power in Hollywood, mm-hmm. people in power in politics. It's Probably. not all of them. I don't want to say it to everybody because I know it's not everybody. Mm-hmm. But it kind of makes you wonder power can, can make people do some crazy things. People will do a lot of things. Yeah. They will lie a lot. They will destroy people mm-hmm. a lot intentionally yes. you know mm-hmm. which I think is terrible too and we have this game going on here where people will set other people up and destroy, ruin their lives and not even care about it because they're more concerned with yeah. power and then we have other people mm-hmm. who are doing terrible things so how do we know the difference you know kind of gotten carried away I'm sure it's been going on for a long long time
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to be really he honest with to. you never in my wildest dreams did I ever think about Bill Cosby I mean shoot you know I love Bill Cosby I gave my brothers the book fatherhood when they had their kids you know I mean you know that was the best, one of mm-hmm. the best books I ever read he's not somebody who I would have thought about doing this you know, but then I don't normally go around being suspicious of people either. But you're right. A right. lot of people were wounded there. And I think, you know, what I had heard um, some time ago is one of the reasons why this case went forward is it was not, I guess they have a passage of time, what do they call that,
1: um, where? It's a time me, there's a time limit.
0: There's a time limit. And this was the only one that had not reached that time limit, and that's why they moved this one forward, you know, or why they were able to. You know, Um, hopefully there's some justice for these women, although, let's face it, three to ten years is not a lot of justice. The guy might not even be around by then.
1: Right. Sure, and that's another issue that's been brought up. Well, we do have a guest this, you know, show. Yes, we do. Kevin Murphy. Yes, we do. Let me set him. Hi, Kevin. Absolutely. Hello
3: there.
0: How are you? Hi. Welcome, oh, Kevin.
3: Um, thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
1: <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Well,
1: so, Kevin, tell us about your new book.
3: Well, the name of the book is The Three Rooms, mm-hmm. and the premise of the book is that our experience of life is not based on what we do for a living or, or what we have or, or what our political agenda is. You know, right. Our experience of life is based on, on what we think, and our thoughts can only be in one of three places. They can be in the past or the past room. They can be in the future or the future room, or they can be in the present, or the present room. And whichever room your thoughts are in determines your experience of life in that moment. Because, of course, our thoughts can move back and forth from room to room. So the key is to be aware of which room your thoughts are in. And in order to know which room your thoughts are in, you need to observe your thoughts. And Mm -hmm. it is that active observation that separates your awareness from your thoughts. And that awareness is that consciousness or that divine consciousness that all the mystics always talked about. That's what we want to tap into.
0: Absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, um, you know, I was um, doing some reading on your book, and, you know, I know that just different things that I've learned over the years about living in the past and how it's controlling you in the present because you're still living in the past and letting those old wounds control you and then worrying about things in the future when the future hasn't come yet
3: <laughs> that's true
0: you know um, so well um, what was your reason for writing this book and why why now
3: well it's it's interesting because it's, it it had nothing to do with with my background or um you know my career you know i, I spent 33 years on wall street and now working with you know six different firms um you know that it was actually one firm and six different firms all merged together and Uh you know you're learning to deal with a lot of adversity when all of that happens and 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 i kind of went through you know all kinds of um you know Personal and work adversity issues, and and I kept looking within for answers, and I kept kind of devouring, you know, all different types of you know, of spiritual thoughts. But still, if um, five years ago this would have been an, a, a very unlikely conversation that that we'd be having. Um, uh-huh. But then I started getting a premonition that I was going to write a book. And I, I didn't know what it was about. And and, and then I ultimately got to images of three doors, you know, and one labeled the past and one the present and one the future. And then those three doors eventually became three rooms, you know, because I kept describing the places our thoughts go behind the doors. Uh-huh. I thought, you know, probably what was most interesting is that early on, I wrote down ten chapters all out, and those chapters never changed. And then over the next three years, while I was commuting back and forth into the city, I just kept writing down thoughts and ideas and Mm -hmm. I would fill them into different parts of the book, into different chapters. And, you know, sometimes they came from movies or songs and other times they came from life experiences. You know, like this this is talking about anger or thinking about the past and that goes in the chapter on the past room. and you know, things this is mm-hmm. about our thoughts moving from room to room. And I would literally write on the on the train, on the subways, whenever I you know, mm-hmm. whenever things came to me and eventually all the chapters were filled in and and I realized no, I think I need to publish this book. So that's kinda how it came about. Mm-hmm. I kind of well, like
0: that. That's almost like being divinely led, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, it certainly wasn't you know deciding to write a book and then thinking what I was going to write it about. Um, but I you know, I, I didn't just allow it to happen. And you know when you are open for it, you know the different you know different ideas and thoughts just you know keep coming and they and they fill in the they fill in the um, pages. But you know it's interesting because. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look all around and, um, and and find information about how to live a consciousness-minded lifestyle. And, you know, right. we're constantly hearing things like mindfulness and living in the present and being in the now. And, and it all centers around the conscious awareness of our thoughts. So a mm-hmm. lot of people really understand how important it is to monitor our thoughts. But the problem is mm-hmm. most of us just don't do a very good job at it. So, you know, the purpose of the three rooms is to try to help people.
0: Yeah, and we Mm -hmm. get distracted. You know, I don't know about you, but, yeah, sometimes, you know, I'll be going along. (laughs) Something will happen just in my daily life, and it will trigger. And I, I am aware that it's being triggered, like, from something from the past. You know, but you kind of go there whether you want to or not and trying to get yourself back. You know, I know for me, I have to try to be as conscientious of that as possible just because of the line of work that I'm in. You know, trying to be in the present, trying to keep in that positive energy, you know, because if you're going there, (laughs) it's dragging you down. It's dragging you down.
3: That happens to everybody, and you you know uh-huh. you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, we you know we could even start the day calm, and then throughout the day, and it could be early, just in your commute in the morning when someone cuts you off, and you spill your coffee yeah. on your lap, and you just I mean, then you see someone at work that that got you mad the day before, and and you're just kind of thrown off your game, and and already you're just you know feeling these negative emotions. So, you know, we but, have triggers all day long and you know we end up letting everything we see and hear during the day you know in physical in the physical world really affect how we feel you know instead right. of going the opposite and really looking within and, and aligning with that that consciousness that we all share and and then letting that uh-huh. affect everything we see in here so we kind of have it backwards
0: Now, Mm -hmm. I know that um, you were talking a little bit, um, you know, um, in your intro um, with respect to, you know, people being conscious of trying to be in the present, but it can sometimes be difficult. Does your book talk about, you know, steps that, you know, or how we can go about processing things in that direction?
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, certainly let's like, say, you know, getting stuck in, in, in the past room where you're constantly thinking about something in the past that's, you know, causing you negative emotions. And and sometimes if it's something that you see something and just reminded you of one particular event and then you get mad for a little while and then you let it go, mm-hmm. then then that's not so bad. But you know, what if it's a coworker who really pissed you off and now you get have to see them every day? And you're just constantly reminded of it. They just yeah. irritate you. And you just yell, like, sure. And then they, you start watching what they do. And, oh, look at the way, you know, she handles her coffee. And, like, and everything, <laughs> you just keep analyzing it over and over. Um, yeah. You know, you have to, at some point, you know, one, recognize that you are not feeling right you're feeling all these negative emotions and it's because that person it's because of something they've done in the past and you have to realize okay my thoughts are constantly in the past and it's causing and i'm reliving these negative emotions so either i have to you know stop looking in the past or i need to change my perception of that because remember it's not events that happen that cause us to have negative emotions it is our perception of what happened, or our interpretation uh, of what happened that caused all those emotions. Because how many times have you uh, said something, you know, you hear someone said something about you, and then you see them. Let's say that coworker, and someone said, mm-hmm. yeah, did you, did you hear what John said about you? Um, you know, I, I heard, you know, he was talking, you know, some trash about you, and like, I can't believe that john you know what i didn't like him anyway and now now you're so mad at him and and the same thing like you come to work every day he just bothers you more and more and then it turns out he never said anything negative about you he actually said something nice about you to somebody else he was talking about you but it was never then then you find that out and then what do you do oh oh okay yeah 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 he's not such a bad guy and now when you see him going forward all of a sudden you have a totally different emotion or, you know, about him. Like, oh, yeah, it's like, hey, hey, John, how are you doing? Like, because now you know he was actually saying some nice things about you. But for hmm. a month, mm-hmm. you were feeling all these negative emotions because not of something that he did, but your perception of what he did. And so yeah. we need to what somebody change else that said. perception. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we allow that exactly. to influence how, what we feel.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because even, you know, taking that a little bit deeper, quite often, you know, um, this especially goes on in families, I think, (laughs) you know, um, you will hear people say they'll be talking about a family member, say their mother, okay, Um, you know, saying negative things, negative things, negative things, negative things, you know, their mother did this to them, their mother did this to them. And then you go and you hear the other side of the story. Now, see, I like what I like to do is listen to the other side of the story without asking for the other side of the story. You know what I mean? Letting it come organically. It's amazing to me how two people will have very different views. I'm thinking there's all this pain that this person is feeling because their perception is so negative about that family member that they're missing out this isn't how the family member thinks or feels or how things really happened. You know. Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and so, that happens unfortunately that happens you know more than you know, people like to admit.
0: Oh, I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. <laughs> but it also gives you a whole different side Actually, of both people, if you're the outsider looking in. But how do we do that with ourselves if we have a conflict with somebody? You know, Because, again, we're allowing those feelings to get involved. Now, how does one kind of, okay, I, I'm guessing, I don't know this to be factual, but I'm guessing probably more people probably get stuck in the past and they do present or future, or am I incorrect on that?
3: Well, that, that's, it, it's, it's really hard to say. But, um, uh-huh. you know, when you think about it, though, um, stress or, you know, thinking, getting stuck in the future room and thinking about things that could, you know, could possibly go wrong, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's the leading cause of chronic illness today. You know, and of course there's many types of stress, but, you know, if we focus just on, let's say, mental stress, you know, when our thoughts are mm-hmm. of the future produce negative emotions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for example, when, when we have a strong desire and it's not here right now, we keep thinking of not having it. And that could be health or wealth or, you know, anything. And that produces an unpleasant emotion. You know, and that could also be a new job we're hoping to get, you know, or getting accepted into a school or making more money. But the more we think of not having it, it brings on more feelings of stress, and it ends up pushing away the very thing we're trying to achieve, our desires. Now, we don't want to admit it, but we're choosing those thoughts that are causing us to feel stress because Uh we don't have to focus on not having what we want. You know, we can instead choose thoughts of, like, let's say, when we did get our last job and how that felt, and mm-hmm. we then make sure we do everything we can to put us in a position to get the new job, but then focus right. on the feeling of getting it and not on the feeling of not having it, because wow. by focusing on the feeling of getting the job, those Good-feeling thoughts pull you back into the present room. You know, from there you keep imagining what it will be like to have the job and the new people you'll meet and the things you'll be able to do with the money you'll make. And you think from that place as if it has already happened. And Uh then you can allow it to happen and attract the right things into your life instead of trying to force it to happen or expecting it's not. But, you know, you you can't even force it to happen if you don't believe that it can. So, you know, know, reducing stress in our lives is not about saying don't think about the future because, of course, we need to look to the future and we need to plan for the future. But when we're in the future room, we focus on what isn't and what we don't have. And when we're in the present room, we focus on what can be. And that's the whole difference.
0: Very interesting. Yeah. Because, again when we focus on negative, we get negative and that can actually keep us from getting that job that we so desire.
3: Absolutely.
0: Would you want to hire someone who comes
3: in there all negative? I I wouldn't want to hire that person.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I know some people get so scared and we get, we do have a lot of callers who call in, you know, with respect to jobs, you know, so, Maybe some of this might resonate with some of them. You know, people get so scared to go into interviews, you know, and they might say the wrong thing. And probably, you know, um, I mean, I've seen people be absolutely terrified who are very intelligent, very capable people, you know, because I've actually had to interview people in the past. And, um, you know, you're looking at their resume. You know they've got a lot there. They just they they're allowing those emotions to affect them in some way, and I can appreciate where they're coming from, but again, that might be an example of being in that future room, if you will.
3: Yeah, and that's. That's what it is. I mean, we do have control over, you know, what we think and, mm-hmm. and what we focus on. And what we focus on and think about, you know, affects our emotions. So, you know, if you think of all the great visionaries, you know, in, in, in history, you know, when they were, you know, coming up with incredible ideas, they were once again doing the same thing, thinking about already having achieved that desire in the future. Because you can say, well, I can't think about having the job if I don't get it yet. That's not realistic. No, that is exactly what you want to do. You want to come from the place as if you already have it, you feel as if you have already have it, and then you mm-hmm. project that confidence and that feeling and emotion, and that's what you're, you're attracting into your life. And visionaries, these great, that, that came up with, you know, helped shape this country, and, and you know, right. you look at everything from Internet on, like way back from the American, you know, revol- um, you know Industrial Revolution. You know, they right. had dr- visions. They didn't say, ah, I have this great idea, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't know. What if it right. doesn't? And they just say, no, this is, this is what it could be like, and they just they kept that image of what it would be like and what they could achieve, and they kept focusing on it as if it's already happened, and that's how we really can change those feelings of stress in the future to come back, because remember, even if you're thinking, worrying about the future, you're still doing yeah. it right now. You know, you can't change the future in the future. The future, is, you know, the future is not here. It's only the present. But you can change the future right now by changing right. how you feel about it. And that's what we have control over.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, very good. Um, no, I completely agree because I notice with myself, and sometimes I use myself as an example. figure it's safer. I'm pretty much human like everybody else. You know, I notice when... You know, I start doing things in that mindset that things start working in my favor. You know, it's like, you know, if you're trying to move, you know, and you don't know where you're going to move to, you can't find a place, you're not sure if you can afford it, start packing. Start acting as if you are going to move. Start acting as if you've already found that place. Correct? Correct.
3: I, I totally agree that yeah. you just – and you don't know. You don't need to know where. You just know, I know I'm going to find a place. I, I know it's going to happen. I don't know, what it, you know where it's going to be yet, but I can't wait for, you know, yeah. for that to happen. I'm going to start preparing because I know it's coming. And then you start to, you start to look for all the different opportunities that come your way. And maybe it's right. from, you know, someone talking to someone who's, you know, now, hey, they, you bump it to them and they just happen to be, know someone who, you know, has a great place for you. Or someone who's looking to hire, you know, something. You know, actually, exactly. in, the, in, the, in the book, I, you know, I have the story of um, Dr. Zeus, And Dr. <laughs> Zeus had his children's book rejected 27 times. And he was walking oh. down the street one day. And he bumped into an old friend. And that friend just started in a publishing company and said, oh, you know what? And his name is Teddy. His name was, you know, Theodore Gazelle was his, Dr. Zeus's real name. And he said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, come in. You know, i bring, you know, bring your book in tomorrow. I'll take a look at it. Well, his friend published his book. And then he went on to change the lives of millions of young people with all of his right. books. But he never would have had that opportunity if he wasn't looking for it. Because think about getting your book rejected 27 times. You have to have persistence. After the first three or four times, he didn't say, ah, oh, this is a dumb idea. I can't, can't you know, publish this book, and i got to find something else. I'm, you know, I'm not a good writer. This is crazy. He kept at it because he knew. He had a vision. He goes, I know this is going to get published. I don't care if it's been, been you know, um, turned down 27 times. Now he, now he sees his friend walking down the street. Well, how many times do we see that a friend walking down the street? We're all rejected because we got you know declined again, and we don't feel like talking uh-huh. to our friend Bill who's coming, and we duck into the store. Oh crap! I don't want to talk to Bill. You know, and and, and you let him walk by. And you're like, whew, I don't have to bother with him and tell him you know um, things aren't going great for me. But meanwhile, Bill was the guy that could change your life. Right. And now, if we were open to this, and and like you were saying, like you know, I know, I know this is going to come. I don't know where I'm going to move yet. I know it's going to come. Now, when you're you're out in the street, you're looking for where is it going to come. I don't know, but I know it's going to come. And now you see your friend coming down the street. Hey, how yeah. you doing? What's going on? Yeah, I don't know what you do. Yeah, I'm looking for a place. I'm you know, i you know moving. Oh, I have a buddy who's who's you know, who's you know, uh, moving out. He's going to be you know, it might be perfect for you. You go. oh I knew that was going to happen. It, that's great. Right. But if you're yeah. in the wrong yeah. mindset, I can't. I'm never going to find this and I don't want to talk to people and da, 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 that it doesn't come. So opportunities are presenting themselves to us all the time. The question is are you ready for them?
0: Right. Right. Now being in that mindset, that is obviously being in the present room, right?
3: Correct because that, that is what thoughts, that consciousness. Those, if you want to if you want to think of your 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 own soul, who knows what you want better than your own that non-physical part of you, that own consciousness, yeah. your own soul. Uh-huh. And that's what's yeah. trying to steer you, you know, to the right things. It says, "Oh, I know, you know, we'll go down this street and you can bump into this guy, and if we look at this paper, you know, it's going to be in there and just be open to that and and all these little signs come. But if your thoughts keep saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, and you have all those negative emotions, that drowns out that the, the positive, you know, and, and the inspired ideas that your own soul is trying to give you. And you're blocking those inspired ideas with all these resistant thoughts that you keep getting about, I can't, I can't, I can't. And those emotions are drowning it out.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, I want to keep talking about this, but we need to take a quick break. Can you hang on with us? Uh, Sure. Okay. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes uh, because I want to hold that thought.
1: And you'll find us at www.themagichappens.com, your free online magazine. loving, caring, spiritual answers, then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit PsychicRainyLove.com for more details. And remember, Rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E.
2: As a busy modern woman, I'm constantly on the go. Having to make multiple stops while I'm out shopping or getting things done just doesn't work for me. That's why I love going to the Crystal Lotus Shop for every one of my metaphysical needs. They have all the basics like stones, candles, sage, plus they carry jewelry, herbs, cards, a variety of unique gifts, and several other items you're probably looking for. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like my husband's old college injury flared up again. That's okay. I can count on the team of healers at the Crystal Lotus to fix him right up. They offer massage, Reiki, Kalamni, as well as other energy modalities, all performed by licensed, highly trained, and gifted practitioners. And while he's being taken care of, I'll sit down and get some guidance by one of their accomplished psychic readers. Oh, and did I mention they do custom orders and have gift certificates as well? they even offer yoga several days a week for all levels of experience. Plus, the last Saturday of every month, they have Psychic Saturday, where they offer discounts on readings as well as many healing sessions. Stop in to meet Shauna and the rest of the family there. They're located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, where the Loop Pharmacy used to be. Or give them a call at 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus Taking the spirit where the body cannot go. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with. All day long. Tap, 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 tap. Bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week she asked her for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up. Like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org.
0: Did you know that you can have a reading with Asin in person? Or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site. Asenite.com or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592.
2: Hi, welcome. Relax. Have a cup of your favorite topics with your hosts Asen Knight and Rain Love. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Ace and Love have such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by. The Psychic Coffee Shop live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of
3: java just for you.
0: Welcome back and thank you very much For holding on with us Kevin Uh, Because I feel like we've got so much We still haven't covered yet
3: (laughs) My pleasure (laughs) Um,
0: Because I really really want to um, Give you the opportunity To you know really kind of Delve into you know Some of the spiritual aspects of the book You know um, You know like um, you know your reference to the divine presence, source of energy, um, you know, other aspects of the book, you know, that people might be interested in. Kind of where would you like to go with that? I'm going to kind of let you lead on that a little bit because we just have so much to cover still.
3: Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, you, you raise a good point and it's. um you know from a more spiritual standpoint it's um you know everything's about energy and also you know with with science too and I think it's so it's about understanding our vibrational frequency and mm-hmm. you know as science continues to evolve, we have a better yeah. understanding of the relationship between you know the physical and the non physical world uh-huh. and you know, everything we see and hear in the physical world is just us interpreting, you know, the vibrations of light waves and sound waves that we receive. And at the same time, what we think and feel in the non-physical world is also based on interpretation of the vibrations we receive. And mm-hmm. our you know, higher self or our soul vibrates at that same frequency as literally a source energy itself. And that uh-huh. is the frequency that we want to tune into, and that frequency is, is called love. Um, but if you think about, you know, what is a thought? You know, and when we're talking about you, know, you have to monitor your thoughts, what are they? And a, a thought is a vibration that is stored as energy in a field of potential probabilities, and they're just waiting to manifest. Now, now this field of energy has had many names. Like, you know, sometimes you know, people call it divine consciousness or prana or the Akashic field, you know, more from the spiritual side. And on the scientific side, you know, it's it's called, you know, the quantum vacuum or the ether or the zero-point field. But no matter what name you call it, it's the source energy that makes up all there is. So you know, just as we're constantly interpreting these vibrations that we receive in the physical world, and we're also mm-hmm. constantly interpreting vibrations we receive in the non-physical world, you know, as we mentioned before, early uh, you know, inspired ideas, all of the inspired ideas we receive, as well as the negative thoughts that we produce, they're all stored in the same field of potential probabilities. And it's up to us to determine which ones we access based on the vibrations that we're producing in any moment. And that goes with our thoughts and emotions. And that's what determines our ability to communicate with our soul or with our higher power. So when our emotions are resonating with the same vibrational frequency as our higher self, we're able to interpret those vibrations in the form of inspired ideas. And this is what happens when our thoughts are in the present room and we're aligned with our consciousness. But when uh-huh. our emotions are not in alignment with our higher self, so anytime we're feeling negative emotions, we're interpreting vibrations based on what we see and hear, you know, in the uh-huh. physical world, you know, in the form of resistant thoughts, and this is what happens when our thoughts are in the past or future realm. So it uh-huh. all depends. We can't help it. What we think and what we feel is what we project out. I mean, that's what other people get from us, and that's uh-huh. what we attract. That's what we attract back into our lives.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And we're going to let you know
3: you're okay and call USA
1: because they're going to take care of you. We're the Congress. Hello? (laughs) Hello? I'm still
0: (laughs) here. Yeah. (laughs) You you talk a little bit um, because I know we're running out of time and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure we cover as much as we can um, because this is really very simple but complex, good ideas, okay? Um, you talk about the movie theater, the concept of the movie theater. Can you give us a quick explanation for that?
3: Sure, and I think that's one of the most um, powerful concepts in the book and one of the most powerful concepts that we can all have because that mm-hmm. is our experience of life. Uh-huh. You know, when the, the tagline for the book is you know, change your thoughts, change your life. And it's really change your emotions because change how we feel, and that changes our experience of life. And our experience of life is just, you know, is when I talk about the movie theater. So if we're thoughts are in the past room, and we're constantly thinking about thoughts that producing negative emotions of anger or resentment, that becomes our life. Our experience of life is filled with those kind of emotions. We attract more of those type of people into our life, and that is the movie of our life that we're living. Because whether we want to admit it or not, we are all actors in the movie of our life. You can't get around that. And we have a birth date, and we have a death date, and this is the the movie. And when we watch a biography on on TV, it's the movie Uh of someone's life. And we are all in ours right now. For, you know, anyone who's listening on this show and I'm talking to you, we're all in, in the middle of the movie of our life. And so that is what we're experiencing. And if our thoughts are in the future and we're constantly worrying about things and we're feeling stress, you know, that's going to attract certain things into our life and, and cause certain illnesses for us. And, and that's what we're going to be experiencing. And that is the movie of our life. And likewise, if we're thinking thoughts of gratitude and and appreciation and we're feeling good we start attracting positive things into our lives and things start happening the movie of our life changes and the most Mm -hmm. important thing is you can change your experience of life or the movie of your life in any moment simply by what you think and feel and your entire experience changes and it's not like you have to you know wake up tomorrow morning and you wake up on a You know, on a tropical island, you know, and sipping pina coladas, you can wake (laughs) up going to the same job. But with a whole different thoughts and emotions, your experience of the day completely changes simply by what you think and feel. And so trying to just be aware of one of three places in the past, present, or future room. And if you're not feeling positive emotions, you're in the wrong room. And it's time to come In other back.
0: words, change your room, change your life.
3: Correct.
0: Yeah. <laughs> change your room and change your
3: thoughts, and you'll change how you feel. Absolutely. And we all have the ability to change how we feel. We might not think it because, you know, he's – I didn't do it. He's making me mad. Well, you can't say he's making you mad. He's dealing with his own stuff. You're mm-hmm. letting – him, your thoughts about him make you mad. So either change your thoughts about him or stop thinking Mm -hmm. about him and think about about other nice things.
0: (laughs) Well, real quick, okay, Um, I'm going to try to wrap up three different um, things in this question. Somebody who is dealing with illness, somebody who's dealing with addiction, somebody who um, is maybe trying to have their own business, uh, how would this book and the concepts that you're um, talking about and teaching us be helpful to those people? Well,
3: you know, people who are especially dealing, you know, dealing with illnesses, um, uh-huh. if they if they keep focusing on the illness and not on 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 getting well and being well, then mm-hmm. the illness is going to stay. And yeah. if you trying to be supportive. Keep focusing on their illness, you're not really helping them. Or if they're constantly, you know, um, even so they're just, you know, mad at someone else or, you know, they just don't want to let something go or they're dealing with a hardship and you keep saying, yes, I know how terrible it is. I know how bad you must feel. You're feeding into that. And so the only way they can come out of that is, and even with an illness, is to once again start to think about being better and start imagining uh-huh. what it would like to be better and for you to support someone you support them with compassion and and i think of compassion as empathy plus joy and, and, uh, well, yeah. empathy is because you can appreciate being in their situation what they're going through so you really feel for them but right. joy in the fact that knowing that this is only temporary, you know, we're all in these, in these bodies for a short amount of time, and that they're going right. to be better, you know, at some point, and hopefully it's in this lifetime. But there's, yes. but there's good things to look forward to. But, but looking at it with compassion and helping them, but not fueling negative emotions that they're having, because that doesn't really right. help them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it made me think of someone, a friend who I have, who is, you know, dealing with a life-threatening disease, okay, Uh, and, you know, trying to be supportive of them. And I thought, now this could be very interesting to be in the present, you know, because I can have empathy, but I can't imagine what they're going through. And you're right, I think it would be important for the other person, the person supporting them, to know how to support them in a positive way. Now with addiction, how, you know,
3: well you know with addiction is you know one thing we're all addicted to you know is our emotions and you know and our thoughts and emotions because you know we if we hanging on to stress over we go to bed thinking about things and you know what we're going to do the next day or what could go wrong, then we wake up in the morning and we're thinking about the same things and we're worrying about them and day in and day out, you know, we get feel those feelings of stress you know, just keep coming and the same they generate more thoughts of stress and then more feelings of stress. And that forms and you know, epigenetics and, and neuroplasticity mm-hmm. and all these all these new sciences are are showing that our thoughts have you know, a real can have a real negative effect on on the cells of our bodies. And so Absolutely. we can become addicted to that. and then we start taking drugs to you know to make us feel better. but the drugs you know wear off and then we feel worse, and maybe you have more stress and we take more drugs. But at the same time, our body's capable of producing chemicals that make us feel good and that can heal. Right. And, and right. thoughts of gratitude and feelings of gratitude, it, it releases you know, the positive, the serotonins and the oxytocins in our body. And so we can have positive feelings and we can get addicted to those emotions which are healing the body instead of getting addicted to the emotions of stress which are damaging and destroying the body. So we're yeah. all addicted to our emotions. It's a matter of which emotions are you addicted to, and and that is dep- dependent upon which room your thoughts are in.
0: Right. Well, having said that, I know we've got to wrap it up here, but I really want, you know, if you can just real quick give our listeners, you know, information as to where they can find your book, you know, um, you know and uh, we would really greatly appreciate it you have just been wonderful and very insightful
3: well thank you so much for having me on i mean the three rooms is available um just on amazon you can just look at kevin murphy yeah. and the three rooms and uh, or you can look at information on the website which is just the three com, like the t h r e e com. and there's three plenty rooms. of information there and i really appreciate yeah. you having me on
0: well thank really you so cool. much um you were a pleasure and uh um remember 3 or amazon.com that's where you can find Kevin's books and you have a wonderful evening and uh thank you for calling in and sharing your, your information
1: with us
3: it's my pleasure thank you for having me good night okay good night
1: goodbye night. well thank I'll see you on Friday at 9 p.m. Good night, Rainy.
0: Good night, Asen. Y'all have a wonderful week. Did you know that you can have a reading with Asen in person? Or you can reach him by phone chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, ASONITE.com, or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592.
1: Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, Plus, what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit psychicrainylove.com for more details. And remember, rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E.